inside Chicago government. Consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States. ShyGov.com Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Glowetz. Ben writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Senator. It's good to have you back. It's been a while. It's good to be here. Today we're talking about an article written by you and McDumkey. Ah, the great McDumkey. <laughs> that appeared in the Reader on May 21st, 2015, titled The Real Caucuses in the Chicago City Council. Yes. In this article, you and Mick identify groups of aldermen whom you expect to vote in certain ways in the city council based on who they've supported, who has supported them, and their respective backgrounds. This year's election saw that 13 non-incumbents were elected to the city council, as many as seven of whom have joined or might join the Progressive Reform Caucus, which is an actual caucus, and that's the group of aldermen who many view as the most independent of the mayor. Based on your years of watching new idealistic aldermen, what hopes do you have that these newbies can maintain their independence? Oh, that's funny. And I'm not kidding. The way you set that up was like, in your years of watching it, none. No, that's not true. I mean, uh, the great Scott Wagesback has seemed to grow more independent with the years. Many of my progressive friends would have his children. I'm like, okay. Um, that's the esteem they hold him. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. I'd have to take a look at the list, but I feel as though it's like an evolutionary process here. Very slowly, we're evolving from like the muck. I would say that there's probably three of them that I'd say have a good chance of being Wagusback-like in their independence. Can I make some guesses? Carlos Rosa? Yeah, I have hopes for him. Now, there's a man who was elected from uh, the Logan Square area, which has emerged as probably the most, I guess we call them progressives these days. In the old days, we used to call them liberals, but the most progressive area of town. They elected Will Gazzardi, uh, the state rep, who's uh, actually championing the rights of pensioners. And that's a pretty progressive cause. School testing opt-out. Yeah, testing opt-out. So he's, um, in his first year down in Springfield, has um, shown a lot of promise. So I think that what Logan Square... It's not just that the people they send to office the first time around will be progressives, is that there's a chance, a possibility, and this is the key point, that voters will actually be holding them accountable on progressive issues and would support somebody to run against them. I mean, that's the hope, because uh, Rosa replaced Ray Colon, who himself had been elected as a progressive to oust the old machine candidate. What was that, 2001? Vilma Colon. Vilma Colon. And then he quickly drifted over to the machine stop. Well, it took him a while to form, to really anchor himself into a... <laughs> to attach himself. Yeah. To me, the most significant vote that any of the aldermen before Rom took office had was the parking meter vote. Which, say what you will about Ray Colon, he voted no. He's one of the five who voted no. That's probably the single most outrageous piece of legislation that a mayor has forced the city council to approve. So you've got to give him credit for that. So can I guess another one of your three? The uh, woman who defeated Pope in the 10th Ward, Sue Garza. Uh, oh, my goodness, yes, yeah, Sue Garza, yeah. A social worker for public schools or counselor. Uh, her father was a great labor leader in the 70s from that area. And so, yeah, I have high hopes for her. And can you think of the third one? It's interesting. Uh, David Moore in the 17th Ward, I have high hopes for him. Then you get into what we call the um, First Responders Caucus, which are the police and firefighters who got elected. Mm -hmm. They're going to stand up, I believe, 
for the rights of pensioners, which may put them at opposite ends with the mayor whenever he plays his cards on the pension issue. You know, he's still holding back on that whole thing. I guess you could say that would show them as a sign of independence. Now, whether they would also lend their support to, let's say, a vote against another Marriott Hotel handout, a corporate subsidy, remains to be seen. Because they might be one-trick ponies. That is correct. That was the point we were making when we put them in the first responders. In other words, um, this may be the sign that we're having a new emergence in the council of folks who have like a quote-unquote special interest, all right, and would vote that way even if it meant going against the mayor, which in our past, at least in daily years, I can't recall any alderman who would deviate from it. Very early on, there was a um, mini-revolt over a proposed property tax hike. And that revolt was led by a guy named Lasky, who went on to become our city, city clerk. clerk and, and then later was indicted. was indicted. And prosecuted. <laughs> and became a talk show DJ. Others have followed that yes. path to fame. Governor Bogoyevich <laughs> is waiting for his chance <laughs> as wait. we speak. I'll subscribe to that podcast. I think these uh, this new band of aldermen could prevail as a new, it's like a mini force on the issue of pensions in the city council. That's all we have time for. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Senator. Listeners, do you have suggestions for future interviews? You can get those to us via Facebook and Twitter. Search for Inside Chicago Government or email us via contact at shygov.com. I'm Dave Gloetz. Thanks for listening.